Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan, and you are listening to the Ben Is Now podcast. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Kind of a sick school is this? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. You got spunk. I hate spunk. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, righty. How you doing? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Say hello to my little friend. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What are you people? On dope? Stop whining. I got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. Who is your daddy? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Can I do that? I'll be back. A Show me the money! Don't! Up your nose when you get the phone. What? I'm sailing! I'm sailing! Groovy. You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. Pull it down. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Here's looking at you, kid. We got no food! got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! Go to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey! I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. I love it when a plan comes together. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. We're on a mission from God. Hello and welcome to another special mini episode of Then Is Now Podcast. I am your host, Rigor, and today I'm going solo to talk to a special guest that we've had on the show before, and he's going to tell us about the upcoming Shock A Go Go Film Festival at the Art Theater in Long Beach, California. So sit back and get ready for a fun discussion. Class is in session. I have a bad feeling about this. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Food fight! Hey, you in my class? I am today. I think you should consider transferring to shock class. Woo woo! Now, now, very few students are severely injured in shock class. Bueller. When you were in school. Bueller. Did you ever cut class? Bueller. Yeah, I guess I did. Sure, most kids cut classes. Good, sign this. Um, he's sick. I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell oh, ring and all my kids are not here. Seven years of college down the drain. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You lack discipline. As long as I'm here, there will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're going to have recess all the time. Woo! Go, play and have fun now. 
Okay, folks, today on the show, we have a returning guest who was with us a little over a year ago on episode 39, in which we discussed his documentary series, Exploit This. Well, he's back, and he's going to tell us about the special Shakagogo Film Festival that he's got coming up on April 22nd of 2022, as well as an update on Exploit This. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Eric Eichelberger. Thanks for having me here, man. Awesome. Yeah, no, glad to have you. I pronounced your name right, correctly, right? Yeah. Okay, okay good. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you back. So uh, before we get into um, Shaka Gogo, do you want to give us a quick update on the status of Exploit This? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically what we've got now is like a five and a half hour talking heads cut. I got an editor since we last spoke, Tyler, and Tyler was the editor on the movie Scream Queen, which was nominated for a Chainsaw Award through Fangoria. Really, really, really cool film uh, about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Nice. And so uh, him and I have been working together for uh, close to a year. And yeah, we've sort of managed to uh, what started out as, you know, thousands of hours. Um, we've gotten down to about four and a half. So we're, we're working on getting uh, the cut down to like two and a half so that we can really kind of layer it with B-roll and start to develop the style of the film more and do some things like that. Um, and not just dealing with like what is it basically like a radio cut at this point. Right. I also have been filming a few new select interviews. Uh, I filmed an interview with Kit Natividad uh, on Sunday, who uh, was an actress in Russ Meyer's films. And because we started the documentary after Russ was passed away, I wanted to get a few people that worked with Russ Meyer since he's a major person in the documentary. Um, and so we started with Kitten uh, and she was in a 12 year relationship with Russ. So that was actually really interesting to hear about. Uh, she also was in the film Up and she was in the film Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. And so she had a lot to say about Russ. Um, and also she talked a little bit about her own career, which was a lot in adult movies, hmm. adult movies in the seventies, which is right. different than now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she was really gracious and a great interview. Uh, we filmed about 75 minutes with her and we're looking to film with a couple more people that are Russ related. Uh, one guy's name is Harrison Page, and he was in the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Okay. He's also African-American. We don't have a lot of, uh, like, diverse, not, we don't have enough, let's say, diverse voices in the film, so we're trying to explore that. And then um, get some stories, you know, on the set of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, such an iconic film that Russ did, uh, probably one of his most iconic films. And then Erica Gavin, who was in Vixen. And that is also a really iconic Russ film. Uh, we're trying to get an interview with her. Uh, nice. Also, there's a guy named John Lazar, who I've approached. Um, he's a little bit tricky to work with. <laughs> he's the guy that played the Z-Man in Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh, okay. So we're still reaching out to people. I still have a New York trip planned where I'm going to interview some people out there, including Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, Larry Fessenden um, and a few other New Yorkers. Oh, Peggy Sarno, who's was the wife of uh, Joe Sarno. Okay. Who's a major person in the documentary. So yeah, we're still filming some more as well. 
When you were on the show last, you talked about the potential of, because you had so much footage and so many interviews, of it being um, maybe turned into a series. Is that still an option, or are you just going with a straight documentary? I think that's an option. I think that a lot of um, documentaries start out as a doc and then, you know, go move into a series. And for us, you know, doing something that's kind of like the history of horror, but like with exploitation specifically, right. would be really interesting. So if there's somebody listening, you know, and they wanted to reach out to me through anxietyfilms.com or anxietyfilms.org, sorry, uh, anxietyfilmsproductions.com, they could, you know, uh, we're open to that idea for sure. Excellent, excellent. So you've got a, you've still got a ways to go. Then there's no real, um, you don't really have a, a target date in sight just yet. Uh, we don't have a release date yet. No, um, we've still got some sort of open questions in terms of the creative process, uh, and so I think I don't think that we're quite at that stage. But I do think we're going to have a sort of rough cut of the film by summer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it's funny because there's so many aspects to it. I mean, you know, you mentioned having diverse people on. I mean, you could do a whole series on black exploitation films alone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. And we will keep the audience updated as to the progress. And hopefully when it's out, we will be able to let everyone know. And um, we'll go from there. So, all right. <clears throat> Why don't you tell our listeners... Uh, your new venture here that's going on, Shaka Gogo. What is that and what's it all about? Okay, so Shaka Gogo isn't actually new, um, but it's new again. <laughs> <laughs> we did the Shaka Gogo Film Festival uh, from the years 2001 to 2004. Oh, and wow. among at that time, um, which was a really also a really good time, a similar time for independent cinema that we're experiencing right now. Uh, there was a lot going on. Uh, it was it was kind of easier in some ways because there was a lot of empty uh, theaters downtown, and downtown was experiencing barely a revitalization. Hmm. Uh, and so we got in on that with a place um, downtown called the Palace Theater. And the the woman that ran the palace and was doing events there uh, let me do a twenty four hour horror science fiction cult movie exploitation uh, festival. And uh, that was kind of an interesting one because we also had bands, we also had live performances, we also had magic, we also had performance <laughs> art. We had a lot like, uh, and it was kind of wild and, and, and untamed. But during that time we had a lot of cool guests. Uh, we had um, Stuart Gordon, uh, who's now passed away, but did the movie Reanimator and Dagon. We showed the movie Dagon, which was new at the time. Uh, we had Richard Elfman, the brother of Danny Elfman, wow. who was in Oingo Boingo and also did the movie Forbidden Zone. And we showed the movie Forbidden Zone. We had Mary Warnoff uh, and we showed the movie Rock and Roll High School. And we had her speak. Uh, and it was actually uh, Joe Dante's print of the movie Rock and Roll High School. Wow. Uh, we, we showed uh, Blood Sucking Freaks and we had uh, Joel Reed. Uh, who is the director of Bloodsucking Freaks, and Troma was a sponsor for us. We, we, we had Dave Friedman. Um, we showed his movie, T uh, She Freak. Uh, okay. Dave Friedman direct, er, was the producer of Blood Feast and 2000 Maniacs and Color Me Blood Red with Herschel Gordon-Lewis. He was Herschel Gordon-Lewis's partner. He was 
really, really, really fun to have. We had Roger Corman, uh, Roger Corman, we showed his movie, The Raven. Uh, and we also showed, uh, well, we showed Death Race 2000, which he was the producer on. Uh, and he talked about both films and nice. the director of The Raven. Uh, he talked about basically, you know, how to, how to make an exploitation film and like how he got involved in the business and how he, you know, grew to be such a successful producer. So we had a lot of guests over those four years. Oh, we had Ted Michaels. Uh, oh, wow. Ted Michaels, who did uh, the Astro Zombies and the Corpse Grinders. Yeah. And so through, through doing that festival, I actually met a lot of the people that I then went on to film uh, interviews for, for Exploit This. So the two are pretty intricately tied. And when I started um, kind of resurrecting Exploit This and did the Kickstarter and, and got the money to, to finish the film and got an editor and all that stuff, I kind of put a fire under my ass to, to bring back the film festival. And so I partnered uh, with, a, with a guy named Ben and him and I are doing the festival together. And uh, Ben's been kind of handling the business side and I've been kind of handling the promotion side. So we agreed on some films to show. Uh, we're going to definitely show this movie, The Greasy Strangler. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's, an, it's a newer cult movie. This yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I hadn't heard of it, actually. Yeah, it's a hilarious film. It's super funny. Uh, the director's name is Jim, Jim something, and he went on to do a Netflix movie. You could look him up. He's really uh, super cool. And then the guy who actually I approached initially, Sky Elabar, has been helping me promote it and promote the festival. And he's got a ton of people that were in the on the cast of the movie that are coming out um to do a q a so we're going to show that one at midnight and have a bunch of the stars of the movie there and they're going to um do a q a and also a signing they're going to have merch and stuff like that that'll be fun and then we're also showing blood diner uh, yep. and blood diner we've got um the director jackie kong that's awesome and jackie kong is you know and it's sort of an early uh woman horror director which is really cool yeah, I remember when that came out on video. Yeah, it was a big video store movie for sure. You know, like it was a movie that, and it, it was, it's kind of a takeoff of the movie Blood Feast, which is, which is sort of a pivotal movie in the exploit this documentary. So, it's, it's a, it's an interesting film in its own right, but it kind of, it kind of borrows some stuff from Blood Feast in a fun way. Uh, Carl Crew, who um, runs the CIA, the California Institute of Abnormal Arts. He was an actor in that movie. I don't know. It's got a great cast. It's it's. Uh, but yeah, we got we got Jackie Kong, and she is willing to talk about the movie and do a Q and A and a signing as well. And Excellent. she's really cool. Um, you know, woman filmmaker. When there weren't a lot of women filmmakers, still not enough. But I'm I'm saying at that time there were very very few. Right. And uh, and and especially in horror. And so uh, that's really cool that we've got her coming. And then uh, we're also showing Slumber Party Massacre. We've got two of the stars, Bring Stevens and Deborah DeLiso. They're going to do a Q&A and talk about the film. And they've also kind of haven't seen each other for a long time. So it's a really fun thing for them. That's great. Uh, and it'll be really fun to have them, you know, talk about uh, that iconic horror movie and like, you know, how it came together and sort of, making of and that's also uh directed 
just sort of coincidentally directed by a woman. We wanted to get her, her name's Amy. Uh, we wanted to get her, but she's on, she's directing a television show, I think in Australia or somewhere. Oh, wow. So um, she couldn't, she couldn't make it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool program. And we've also got a bunch of independent horror shorts uh, that we're showing in the shorts program that opens up the festival. Uh, we've got tables with merchandise and people, people selling cool horror and exploitation stuff. And also we've got the signings and the Q and A's. And then uh, the night before on Thursday, April 21st, we're having a little pre, a little party, a little pre-film festival <laughs> opening night party where we're showing some more horror shorts and an independent feature. Um, and that is at the Four Horsemen in Long Beach as well. And that's like a horror pizza place slash art gallery slash bar. So you can come and drink, you can eat pizza, you can watch short films uh, that are horror and exploitation, cult type movies. And then there'll be a feature that night uh, to open up the festival that's, that's a surprise right now. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. <laughs> and aren't you, um, before the actual festival on the 22nd, you're going to start off with a short film program as well? Yeah. So we've got a bunch of horror shorts and exploitation, uh, cult movie type shorts um, opening up the festival at five. So the, the festival will start at five, from five to seven. We've got that shorts program. Then we're going to show Slumber Party Massacre. And then we're going to show Blood Diner. And then at midnight, we're going to show The Greasy Strangler. And it will go till 2 a.m., maybe a little later. And uh, that's, the, that's the program. Awesome. Can I ask, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm a huge horror fan. I've been my whole life, but I'm not super familiar with short horror films. Can you uh, at least tell us about a couple of them that you're going to show? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, that is a good question. Let me, let me look, because there's, there's a bunch of films and filmmakers, and I don't want to get the names and everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second and I'll sure. bring I'll bring that up. Um, and I can tell you exactly what we're showing. Although we don't have the program entirely for the opening night party, but we do have the program of shorts. Um, so we're starting out with a movie called As Good as Dead by Dave Rita. And then we're showing Straight Shooter by Michael Roberts. Mr. Vokey, A Tale of Monsters by O.J. Whiplord, that was actually one of my favorites, by David Kepner. Uh, my Friends, The Plants, by Christine Solozzi. One Hit Wonder, uh, by Amanda Dow. Dent, by Fred Decker, who is actually a well-known horror director. Oh, yeah. That we're showing. Uh, Monster in a Box, by Noah Weasel. Angry Alice, by Maura Cotter. Baby Steps, by uh, Carlos Vazquez. The Woman Who Came From the Sea, by Kelly... Kelly Keeley, Hold Your Breath by Jeremy Ship, Plastic Beach by Dan Shulman Means, a reboot by Anthony, and Tinder Tango, Cecilia Robles. So those are the movies. Um, then there'll right. be more shorts as well at the uh, opening night party in the art gallery space and uh, one independent feature. So these shorts, um, we've got a, a, just for the listeners or people who might be uh, horror filmmakers or exploitation filmmakers or cult movie type filmmakers, um, science fiction filmmakers, or even animation filmmakers uh, in that sort of genre. 
Uh, we've got a really cool page on filmfreeway.com. Uh, so you'd go to filmfreeway.com and you put in Shockagogo and uh, we accept submissions and it's like rolling submissions because we're doing, you know, uh, two festivals a year. We're planning to do two festivals a year. Uh, so we are always taking submissions on awesome. Filmfreeway. And uh, some of these horror shorts uh, were submitted to us uh, through Film Freeway. That's excellent. That's excellent. So are all of the, well, you mentioned Fred Decker did one. So are, do they sort of run the gamut of the decades or are they predominantly oh, newer yeah. shorts? He did. That's a, he, that's a new film. Oh, did. really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's a brand new film uh, that, that Fred Decker did. Ben knows him. So um, that's how we got that film. Most oh, of okay. got through film freeway, the shorts. Um, but yeah, Ben, my partner knows him. So he introduced me, and then uh, we got the we got that film. To show. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, do 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 some of them run, you know, back a few decades, or no? Uh, most of them are brand new. The um, the, the vast majority of the uh, short films and the feature that will show the surprise feature at the opening night party are all brand new. You know, not um, ever been released films. Excellent. Some of them not even been shown. And oh, the filmmakers have been promoting the festival and they're coming out and they've got friends that are coming and stuff like that. A lot of them are local. That's great. And how did you come up with this program of Slumber Party Massacre, Blood Diner and Greasy Strangler? Was it was it difficult to choose them or did you choose them for a specific reason? Uh, ben had had a festival, I think, in Indianapolis and he knew Jackie Kong and knew that she had a print. So that kind of felt like easy for us to do for right. the first one because we're trying to kind of build a brand here and you know we're kind of resurrecting from the dead you know since yeah. we did years ago and then uh, we haven't done anything in a long time film festival wise so yeah we, we we're trying to kind of build it and it's a different world now there's a different uh, promotion strategies there's social media which didn't really play into it in 2001 through 2004 so um you know some of the some of the standby stuff like paper flyering we're doing that to promote and uh, but we're doing new things like podcasts you know didn't really exist at that time right uh, and we're you know so we weren't doing podcasts at that time we did maybe like something on the independent college radio station um but like yeah there's a lot of new cool ways of promoting we've got uh, a shock go go instagram we've got a shock go go twitter We've got a shock go go TikTok, and we're making a lot of content um, to, to promote, uh, which has been really interesting. So that's different. That's different than when we were doing it in the past. Excellent. Uh, and will the, um, you mentioned that there was a print, Jackie Kong had a print of Blood Diner. Is that a 35 millimeter print, I assume? Uh, no, that's a DCP. In this case, we're, they don't have 35 um, at the art theater in Long Beach. Oh, so okay. everything's being presented on DCP. Oh, I'd right. like for them to get, you know, a lot of people uh, got rid of their 35, which I think is a, was a mistake. Yeah. And then now people are putting them back in because people want to go and see stuff on 35. The <laughs> Vista Theater is putting in a 35 and that, that got bought by Quentin Tarantino and they're, they're revitalizing it as a 35 millimeter house. A lot of older formats are getting re-recognized. I went to a place that, that just shows movies on VHS the other day. <laughs> They have a little screening room and they show stuff on VHS. They rent VHS. They sell VHS. Uh, only VHS. And That's so, awesome. 
you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting time in the, you know, people are exploring sort of formats that, that we thought would probably be dead. But yeah, right now they don't have the ability to do 35 millimeter projection. Otherwise I would have probably shown a print. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to show this one's DCP uh, projection. And we've got DCPs of um, Greasy Strangler, Slumber Party Massacre and um, Blood Diner that we're going to show. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the, the reason I chose uh, um, Slumber Party was because I had so much fun filming uh, Bring Stevens and Deborah DeLiso um, last summer when we were uh, shooting a lot of interviews for Exploit This. And I thought, oh, you know, they're like friends, you know, we'll all approach them and see if they want to do that. And they were both really receptive and, and excited to do it and happy to do q and happy to do signing. So that was kind of that. And then I was a member of a Facebook group um, for the Greasy Strangler. It's a big Facebook group. This movie has a lot of fans. Huh. And I, I um, posted to the group and I said, I would really like to show this movie. You know, uh, who would I contact? And um, right away, Sky uh, Elabar responded and he said, talk to me. And he had done this um, in a few different places uh, in the country, midnight screenings and stuff of the movie. So he said, I'll contact everybody on the cast. And it just sort of came together organically like that. That's great. That's great. You'll have to hook me up. I'd love to have Sky and and his crew on on this show, too. Hmm. He'd love that. Yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll put you I'll put you two in touch. Awesome. Awesome. So um, can you tell our listeners, you know, once again, the date of this event and where they can get the tickets and all your, you know, um, online information? Yeah. Oh, it's super easy. You can go to shakagogo.com to get the tickets. Uh, just no hyphens or anything. Just lowercase shock, A-G-O-G-O.com. <laughs> and uh, there's a few different places where we're selling the tickets that you can link to right there. There's brown paper tickets. Uh, there's Eventbrite. Uh, you can actually buy the tickets on Film Freeway too. So if you go to the Film Freeway and you want to submit a film uh, for this festival or the next one that we do, uh, you can go to filmfreeway.com, type in Shock A Go Go Film Festival, uh, search for that, find our thing on Film Freeway, and you can buy tickets there too. So uh, we're selling tickets through multiple places. Excellent. Um, yeah, and um, if you're if you're in Hollywood, there's a place on Melrose called Headliner Records where we're selling tickets, physical tickets. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go about getting tickets, but I would I would say the the um, easiest way is just to go to shockagogo.com, click on the brown paper tickets, get your ticket, get your t- or click on the event bright and get your ticket that way. That's probably the easiest way. That's great. That's great. And we'll have all that information in the show notes when you when we post it and you go to the web link. So you'll be able to find all of um, Eric's uh, web links. To and find the, the, the festival uh, is the, the April 22nd mm-hmm. and it's at the Art Theater in Long Beach, uh, which is in a really cool area with a lot of vintage and thrift stores, um, restaurants. It's like a really hip, cool part of Long Beach. Um, Long Beach isn't that far. I mean, if you're in Los Angeles, probably 45 minutes. That's not bad. 45 minutes to get anywhere in Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, hey. I mean, we could have had it in Glendale. We could have had it, and then there'd be people in Ranch Cucamonga that have to drive 45 minutes. So, you know, the art theater is really cool. It was set up in the 20s. Uh, at one time, it was a burlesque house. It's a really, really, really cool venue. And there's about 400 seats, and we would love to pack those 400 seats with people. Excellent. Do you hear that, listeners? we got to pack up this theater. So get your tickets if you're in the area or if you're going to fly out. That would be even great. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I wish I could go this year. I can't go, but I will try to get to a future one. I'd love to have you at a future one. It would be awesome. And speaking of which, uh, future ones, I had an idea while we were talking. I wanted to bring up um, maybe if they're available. I don't even know if they're available, but for shorts, I was thinking I would lo someday love to see the original short for Street Trash that they used to you know, um, raise funding to make that into a feature, as well as Evil Dead. Do you think those would be available at all? I wouldn't be surprised if those are either available on a Blu-ray or going to be available on a Blu-ray as like an extra feature kind of thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised because usually they want to pack those Blu-rays with extra feature type of stuff. Unless there's some sort of rights issue or materials issue, you know, um, right. that's, that's a possibility. But if there's not, it'd be a good, you know, question to like Twitter, get on Twitter and, and tweet for uh, Sam Raimi to answer. Or um, what was the other film that you mentioned? Uh, Street Trash started off as a yeah. short. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Roy Frumkes is really approachable. We showed Street Trash when we did the uh, festival and I think it was in 2002. It was either 2002 or 2003. And we showed it from a 35 millimeter print. It was it was Roy Frumke's print. Oh, wow. Super nice guy, easy to work with. He also did a really cool uh, documentary about Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. It was called um, Diary of the Dead. I don't know. I'd have to look up the title, but it's it's um it was made it was filmed oh. at the time they were making uh, Dawn of the Dead. I think it was Document of the Dead. Document of the Dead. That's yeah. It. I Read the Dead is a later later uh, sequel. Yes, yeah. Excellent. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, glad to have you back. And Like I said before, you've got an open invitation to come on whenever you want. We can talk about films. I think, didn't we actually talk about a, an exploitation film in the past? I think we did. What did we talk about? Which film? I can't remember now. I, I don't have oh, my I list in front of me. talked about Graydon Clark's movies or something. That's we? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, Graydon Clark's. I watched all his movies because we, because we had him as a guest, or not a guest. I'm sorry, as a uh, interviewee uh, right. for exploit this. He would be a cool person to have as a guest. Though. I think he's. I want to say that he's either in Phoenix or Vegas. Yeah, I I did reach out to him. I had to buy his book before he would come on right. the show, so I have that on my stack. I've got to read it first, <laughs> and then I'm going to try and get him on the show. Oh yeah, you should get him on the show. He's super articulate. Yeah, he's he's a really great interview. Awesome. We interviewed him. It was totally during COVID, and we were doing a lot of remote interviews. And his like wife shot the interview. Oh wow! <laughs> and um, turned out great. Like so, and we were able to zoom. Um, we, I think we did maybe six or seven interviews like that, where we did it, um, like remotely. We did, we did, um, William Greffe's interview like that. Rhonda Shear used to, who used to host USA Up All Night. We did her yep. interview like that. 
downstairs, we couldn't really do interviews. And then we started doing interviews outdoors. And then we did the Barry Warnoff interview like that, the Frank Stevens, the Deborah DeLisa, uh, David, uh, David Gregory from Severin, a whole bunch of interviews and we just did them outside. Oh, uh, Andy, um, the guy that um, worked on Blood Feast that was like the, basically it was the camera guy on Blood Feast. And he was, oh, okay. he was like 17 when he was the camera guy on Blood Feast. Wow. Really, really cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Eric. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you back again. Like we said, maybe when your schedule comes down a little bit after the film festival, we can have you back to talk about more films. That would be great. I'd love that. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Okay, folks, thanks for joining us today for our interview with Eric Eichelberger about the Shock A Go-Go Film Festival, as well as an update on his documentary, Exploit This. The links will be in the show notes on the website, and if you're near Long Beach, California, you've got to check this film festival out. You can send your feedback to thenisnow42 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Facebook Then Is Now podcast group. Then Is Now podcast is a proud member of the Dorkening Podcast Network, so please be sure to check out the other great shows there at the thedorkeningpodcastnetwork.com. You can also visit our website at havenpodcasts.com where you'll find our sister show, The East Meets the West, in which we discuss Shaw Brothers films and spaghetti western movies. And while you're there, click on the Patreon and T Public links to get some exclusive stuff. And Then Is Now is on YouTube, so please visit youtube.com slash user slash UncleDeath1 to get the latest videos as well as other fun videos. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also share the video versions of our podcast with your friends and get them to subscribe as well. And don't forget to go wherever you download your podcast from and please leave us a great review. You know, five-star reviews on places like iTunes really will bump us up the list of, of shows that they recommend. So please get that out there so we can get more listeners and you can find us on all the podcasting apps, especially the big three, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Class dismissed. Venice Now Podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Jupiter Media.
For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.